Of course, those are the familiar opening lyrics to the old Radio Ranch. Ah, Roger Sales here, your modern-day abolitionist, 21st century abolitionist trying to free the slaves. And uh, that's what we do on a regular uh, basis and have discourse with those who are no longer slaves. There's a few of you out there. Uh, Not nearly enough, and hopefully there'll be more. Um, So... uh, that's what we do here, and it's a Thursday, and I got a bunch of stuff distracting me here right as we go on the air. Uh, of course, Roger Sales with the Radio Ranch, People's Patriot Network, all that good stuff. There's a bunch of stuff that I don't go over on the show often enough. My book, for one thing, probably, the basis of all of this. Uh, I say my book, the book that's a product of over 100 years of three men's lives, total dedication, and the findings that we've arrived at, and uh, the teachings that we try and proffer here on the platform. Uh, Your involvement is certainly welcome and in many ways critical to our group goal of accomplishing, carving out a little bit of niche of freedom, something that's almost been, they just about got, got it to the point of the dodo bird you know, uh, and some of these things that have gone extinct. They just about had freedom extinct, um, and it looks like maybe we got the trail and the key and we can get back and carve out a niche and uh, build up a cadre of like-minded individuals, making us all stronger in the end. Uh, Surprisingly, I haven't heard from Chris yet. I kind of figured he'd going to check in and give us an update on what happened with him yesterday if they didn't you know throw him in the can or a nut house look at that there's shane calling now see i can answer the first call and sorry for that ring noise i figured out how to shut it off yet well all right so shane hung up and chris called okay well look at that man just you know as my mom said one time chris you got to be careful what you pray for and that's a fact, Jack. So uh, I was pontificating there as you and Shane kind of doubled in on me, and Shane hung up, which meant I didn't have to call you back. Uh, all this new protocol I've got to deal with here. Another, what well, it is, it's it's like another. If you're a juggler, you know, and you got two balls that you're sitting there juggling, and you throw one or two more in. And all of a sudden, you're dealing with four of them. That's kind of what I feel like here with all this. Um, how are you doing today? Reasonably well, though very frenetic and uh, hustling around like a crazy man. Like night before last, when I parked my car, everything was fine. Got out in the morning to go to court yesterday and uh, had a flat tire, so I had to make some adapt, improvise, and overcome uh, quick decisions of recovery to uh, get there on time. Managed that all right. Now I'm dealing with the aftermath of that yesterday, and of course uh, having a couple different things to do on the same day made it a particularly uh, uh, challenging opportunity. Uh huh. Now I'm going to play. I'm going to play devil's advocate like you do with me, kind of sometimes. Do you think they gave you a flat tire? 
Well, I don't know. It might be just circumstantial. There are an awful lot of quasi-construction pseudo-professionals around Las Vegas that have a proclivity for uh, not securing their loads and having screws and nails and stuff fall out the back as they go down the road. So it sure. could be a convenient circumstance, but uh, it is a potentiality they may have been tampering with me. I never discount the possibility. Well, you know, you brought back some real some memories i guess some of them were pretty traumatic <laughs> of my days in argentina and all the flat tires that you have down there i mean you think it's bad in las vegas with them dropping stuff out hell you ought to drive in argentina and and invariably of course all i had was a motorcycle down there invariably the whole time i'd get stuck out somewhere with a flat tire and end up having to push that thing you know and uh boy i had some I had three or four experiences along those lines that were pretty frustrating, so I understand how that is. Um, but uh, they got a lot of uh, they got a lot of stuff in the roads of our lives out there these days. There's a lot of people that are getting flat tires in in more ways than one, Chris. Yeah, absolutely. The metaphorical flat tire in a person's life can be a whole lot more traumatizing than one on the automobile, I assure you. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll gladly push a motorcycle a couple of kilometers. Um, well, what happened with you yesterday when when we heard, uh, let's make this like one of the old, one of the old radio shows, you, the last we heard, hello, we got like dispatch in the background there, the last we heard from Chris he was on his way to a deposition at a grand jury. <laughs> so, I was talking about it, although I can say, as I have observed before on the station and reiterate with emphasis, that uh, all of our grand juries have apparently been hijacked oh. by the prosecution in that inquisitorial process. Long time ago long time ago you got to remember you know as i've kind of pieced this together over the years and one thing gives you a, a tip as to another and the way they structured it and all that kind of stuff you can see one of their real early objectives was to take over all the law schools ah uh, yes the american law institute supposedly which was really foreign influenced and in fact, uh, being one who takes lemons and makes lemonade and every cloud has a silver lining, uh, that provided me some irrefutable Federal Rule of Evidence 901 parenthetical evidence to support the preposterosity and absurdity of the illusions of the skewed view of the so-called uh, allegedly fair, unbiased, and neutral adjudicator that was uh, in that case they drugged me into again. Uh, where they were very vindictive, hostile, incriminating, accusatory, and assassinating my character and assaulting my intellect uh, because of their biased and manifest conflicts of interest because they are an indicted co-conspirator and in criminal acts against me uh, trying to have me assessed. So I'm providing that and this recent decision just a couple of months ago, which was pretty sophisticated uh, defense work, I would say, uh, you know, for a non-bar attorney, for sure, getting an, a, a victory uh, as the adversary in a family ch uh, court called uh, and finding against the FBI and their surrogate uh, agent, my wife, uh, that uh, and giving me the victory instead whenever she spontaneously admitted on the record of the court under oath 
that the FBI had called her up and requested her to get the extension of the uh, former emergency TRO that was ex- obtained ex parte without any defense whatsoever. Um, it's rather interesting that I now have two pieces of irrefutable evidence that I can put and refute of her allegations of my lack of competency where the district subpoenaed an incompetent person to testify before the grand jury and so I think I can refute that and I'm putting in the notion of condition preceding refusal to consent until they comply with discovery and putting forth the documentation that I had politely requested in the court that day but was not provided dishonoring their uh, so-called public uh, which is really a private privileged position how much how much fun can an old boy have oh man i, I wish wish i had never been in this stuff but you know once you know the cat's out of the bag the jack is out of the box and once you know there's no going back it's a dangerous thing to search for knowledge because it may not be what you expect it to be well, speaking truth to power is always fun. Um, but uh, I just hate to see you having to go through all this stuff because I know how much it just totally dominates your life, see? And that's one of the reasons I impress on people. If we can get people before they get into some of this crap, uh, you know, I feel like we've done a good job. I'm at the tire store to get my flat repaired, so I'm going to mute out and listen in on you if you don't All mind, right. but I'll try to get in as soon as I can. So All right. Thank you very, very much. Okay. Well, we appreciate the report, and sorry for all your all your necessity uh, uh, that you've got to deal with, but uh, sometimes you did something. Something brought you into the limelight and brought you into focus of their laser beam. Have you come across what that may have been? Well, I have read some documents going back to the 50s that shows that it's a, uh, a prior and practice and custom of the FBI going back to the Hoover administration of some barratory tactics to destroy families, break people up for anybody who's critical of the FBI. Uh, driver's side front tire has to still wait. Sorry about that. Yeah, well, we, you're kind of breaking out. It's not the greatest of signal. Okay, we'll go get your tire fixed, and we'll uh, we'll trudge on in the in the you know cotton fields down here. Uh, there's certainly a lot of things to talk about. Let me just invite anybody that wants to call in if you got a comment, uh, if you're so motivated, or you got a question, if you're so motivated, or uh, even even a fleeting observation would be welcome and you can do that by one of two ways you can quickest and easiest is to probably get your little cell phone and do 404-448-1480 pretty sure that's the number geez all these changes man first of the year bam um you can also, if you've got Microsoft's wonderful utility Skype, which most people, a lot of people in the world use this. I, I, don't, I have no idea how many, but I'm sure it's a whole bunch. All right. So it's pretty accessible. And you, if you've got that on any of your devices, you can just go to the search bar and put PPN 
then there's a space and then hotline and we should show up that way and you could do skype to skype these programs i don't mention it often enough because we have people that you know are calling in saying i want to listen i want to listen well this is the call in to question comment analyze or just chew the fat line if you want to listen you can do it one of two ways pretty easily Go to the website, peoplespatriotnetwork.com. There's a click through listen button there. Some of you do that, even on your phones. You can, a better way, I think, is to go load this little app called TuneIn. T U N E I N. TuneIn. There's two versions. One's a premium, you have to pay for it, they'll give you NFL and stuff. The other's a free one. Download the free one. You don't need to pay for anything. It's what we're trying to avoid, selling your ears, making you pay, and, uh, you know, begging for money and all the rest of the stuff that people do. So we reason we're structured like this, okay? There's a method to the madness. So you can download TuneIn, T-U-N-E-I-N, get the free, F-R-E-E, free, one of the most powerful words in the English language, the free version, and put People's Patriot Network there in the search bar, three separate words, People's Patriot Network, ba 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 and bam, will show up, and the fidelity on that little rascal is exceptional. Anytime you get into this digital realm, it, it's, it, it, it's such a quantum leap improvement on fidelity. That's why I keep fussing at Chris to get Skype loaded as much as he calls in here, and we won't have as many of those dropouts and stuff where he sounds like he's in a sewer or a, a septic tank somewhere. So uh, anyway, uh, that out of the way, a little housekeeping. Um, we're always, you know, encouraged if new people do call in because it's always good to know there's folks out there and you're not just talking to a screen with a bunch of software things on it trying to make sure they're all working together simultaneously like they're supposed to do. But there's always things to cover. Several, uh, you know, we are here at the first of the year because it's the, did I give the date today, the 17th. We're past the hump in January. Or we may be right on the threshold of some real big stuff. Um, well, here comes Shane calling in. All right. Shane, you answered the clarion call. How are things in Silicon? Yes, yes. How are things in Silicon Valley today? Wet as um, we just had a big storm. I think. Areas, yeah, we're doing pretty wet, windy, and uh, cold. Yes, you've been having right a, a, a sev- several storms hit out there, some north of you, but uh, man, there's some there's some real storms going on. I saw a video. Somebody sent me a video. I've sent it to a couple of people today. Uh, in Europe, in Austria somewhere, up in the mountains probably, I'm sh- I hope. And it shows a, a truck moving, you know, on, the, on what's little left of the road. I'm going to mute out and cough here for a second. <laughs> probably didn't. And what uh, uh, these trucks are having to go through over there, with this huge winter storm they've just had over the last week, 10 days. And Shane, I'm not kidding you. 
the the snow at the top is level with the top of the 18-wheeler trailer. Now, those things are, what, 12 to 14 feet high generally? Yeah. Well, this whole thing, as it shows, he's just going down this one little narrow, just big enough for a truck that previous ones have cut through this huge amount of snow. I mean, it's got to be 12, 14 feet easy. And uh, it's like, yikes. And so that's happening in Europe. You guys are getting it. The other parts of the country, I know Kathy said they were getting a big dump out there in Colorado, out there where she lives on top of a mountain the other day. Um, it's nice to be in Ecuador, man. Sun shining. It's, uh, it's about, uh, I don't know, in the 70s, I guess. We've had a little cool weather lately, though. I mean, a couple of nights I'm wearing a sweater, you know. Uh, so it can get cool at 8,000 feet when the right air mass moves in. But uh, I sure do like not having to be in all of that harsh weather that you guys are dealing with. Mm-hmm. So uh, I do have a few questions. Oh, good, Shane. You know, we love questions here. Yeah. Um, well, I, I have one, and particularly in regards to your book, um, pretty much in regards to... Uh, the Sovereign to Surf, uh, especially by the deception of words um, by government and all of that. The thing is, is how did they do the transition from, I guess, the, the uh, common law to the, I, I mean, this is all voluntary. Either you are or you're not, or you aren't. Um, the thing is, is, um, how how do they supersede that in the uh, Constitution? Is it with the 13th Amendment, or is it with the 14th Amendment, or perhaps even the 16th Amendment? I'm not sure. So how do, were they able to transition? Well, of course, there's historical evidence upon that in regards to the Roman Empire, but how was the transition um, uh, likable, or if not? Uh, uh, well, they had to, first of all, I'm not, God, that was the longest question I've ever entertained, Shane. Wow. Um, oh, sorry. That's okay, man. It should go down in the Guinness Book of World Records or something. Uh, and I'm going to try and pick uh, the relevant what I think was the relevant parts of what I believe was your question out of that statement you made. Okay. Right. And they've done it, of course, with subterfuge. They've done it with gradualism. They've done it with fraud. They've done it with deception and manipulation, not only of words, but of numbers and figures and compromised people and secret meetings and all that. But they had to do it in a certain way so that it still passed passes constitutional muster they can still say this system's constitutional that's an example like we've talked about of leaving just one uh one uh, uh common law court left in the country is what we believe the u.s court of claims that they couldn't get rid of all of them why couldn't they get rid of all of them because the old system's still there they haven't gotten rid of it they've just laid a veneer over it they can't get rid of it. All they can do 
is like the magician. And I, this was, I was already this morning in a couple of videos I was watching. And you know, we talk about it. That's what they do. They do magic. They even call it magic for Lord's sake. Okay. Internally in their own writings, they call it magic because they're tricking your mind just like a magician does. And so what are they, what's their favorite method is, def, is deflection. You know, look, don't look over there, look over here and they twiddle one hand and the other hands in your pocket. Okay. And that's what they've done. Uh, and that's really how they've done it. They got everything set up, which was absolutely imperative for their success. They couldn't just change and implement the system. They had to have the other one sitting there ready. What? Do what? You're kind of breaking up. Well, uh, you were breaking up earlier. I just redid the Wi-Fi right before the show. Let's see if it doesn't straighten itself out. Am I still on? Yep, we're still connected. So, okay, it must be a packet. Subfuge through deflection. Well, they keep, you know, look your look over here, keep your attention over here. Well, what what was that? That was the bankruptcy in March 9th of 1933. All the bad economic thing. Keep your eye over here, economy, economy, economy. Meanwhile, they've been setting up the other system. The 14th Amendment was already in place. The two statuses were already in place. They already had control of the money, which meant they had control of the government and the key offices. They'd instituted the birth certificate law there in 1921, and everything was ready for them to just pull the trigger and switch the system. Oh, you're bankrupt now. Well, we, we're going to get paid in these bankruptcies, so we're going to put all the property in the U.S. under our control. Well, they didn't tell you. They switched the system, and you're now part of the property if you were alive at that time. And the birth certificate had been already passed 10, 10, 11, 12 years earlier. So that system was already instituted, and they already had some piled up there. Boom. Then they just brought the other system in. And now it's just been since the system's changed. Now, notice it, the other one isn't done away with. This one's just layered over it. It just layered over the top of it. Okay, and then they had to go in and get rid of the old system piecemeal and those offices so they could build up the new one. That's when the administrative state came along, when all these administrative agencies started popping up in the 30s. And Roosevelt's New Deal, Jew Deal, Raw Deal, whatever you want to call it, okay? And that period of time was the transition when they were starting to implement, build up, and get the foundations of the administrative state, which I hearken to people. If you got people that can't understand this, try and get them focusing on the administrative state. That's the key to understanding it all because that's what they brought in to govern everybody after that change took effect, okay? And so what they had to do then, though, was they had to let a case get to the Supreme Court where they could get rid of the common law, Shane, back to your original question. And that was a case called Erie Railroad versus Tompkins, and it's a strange case. It had to do with a guy that was walking along the Erie Railroad railroad tracks and got hit with a board that was sticking out of a railroad car. Okay? But the outcome of that case was that the statement, they have thumbnail descriptions of these Supreme Court cases, you know, 
And the thumbnail description of Erie Railroad versus Tompkins is there is no more federal common law. Mm. Now, that doesn't mean that the states don't have common law, but they could do with it away with it at the federal level. And that's what they did. They did it as I'm coming to understand. They almost do all this stuff through the Supreme Court. Okay. And uh, so, and that, of course, happened right at that time they were building the administrative state because that's when the, the Supreme Court was still seven instead of nine. And they were ruling against FDR's all these New Deal uh, schemes under the old constitutional way of approaching things. And that's why Roosevelt went in and stacked the court with two more people from seven to nine his picks and diluted it to where he could get his stuff through. And one of them that he put on the court was a guy named Hugo Black. Have you ever heard of him? Not in my lifetime, no. He was, in t he was from Tennessee, and he was a grand wizard of the Ku Klux Klan. He's, he's the one that wrote the decision that dropped in Jefferson's phrase that was taken totally out of context of a letter that he wrote to someone where it said there needs to be a, a separation wall between church and state, totally in another context. And Black lifted that statement and put it in a Supreme Court case, and that's why we go on this separation of church and state crap. Okay, you start learning all these little tricks that they've done over the years by these people that were compromised, that were put into these positions of, of power and influence. And you can see why they're going so nuts when they're getting decent people on the Supreme Court because they can turn around all this stuff that they've done. So, uh, you know, that, uh, that's a, a long way of answering your question, I guess, Shane. But they've done it with, with all those things, gradualism and fraud and deception and all those things. And they haven't done away with, they've just veneered over. That's why you can still access the other status with an affidavit. Or declaration, yes. Um, and you know, and, and, and the more I understand this and think about it, and I understand that the, I mean, these, obviously these, this entity, whoever we're dealing with here is pretty brilliant, patient, deceptive, dishonorable, you name it. All right. Well, obviously they fit the bill on all those descriptors. And so, and they think of every contingency, long range planning and have a chance to even tweak a plan as some date of execution approaches, right? So in setting this all up, they had to know that the dialectic applies and that if this is the way they were going to enslave everybody, it's also the way that everybody gets free. They had to know that, and that's part of the reason, I believe, that they went to such deceptive lengths to pull this off, and it's slick. They bring the other system in. They lay it over the original one. 
they go back and hide the original status on the other side of the world in a little bitty island called American Samoa and this other little island. And, uh, and, and then they come back and take by presumption that everybody's born into this collateralizing as property for the bankruptcy, which was nothing but what do they call those hypothecated? It was hypothecated. It was false. What they really did was pull a third of the circulating currency out of the pool. That's how they precipitated all that. The Federal Reserve, you know, they're, the roaring 20s were roaring along, Shane, weren't they? Oh, yeah. Bathtub gin and all. You know, everything was going great because the credit tap was open. And everybody's getting in the stock market, all the stuff they were doing. All right. And then they took one third of the circulating currency out of circulation overnight. That's what precipitated. And that's what's happening right now. Whether they're they're, I don't think they're wanting to take it out. I think the debt has gotten so big and it continues to grow exponentially that there's not enough people taking out loans and they're to be able to have enough in the pool and it's drying up on its own because the debt service has gotten so high. That's what my sense is. I don't know what else they're playing behind the scenes with politics with Trump or, or anything else, but we're in real, real potentially turbulent waters. And, and that's a good transition into one of the things I saw just before the program started. But do you have any, uh, we'll, we'll come back to it in a second. I'm going to get a drink of water. Do you have any additional questions on my answering your original question now, Shane? Uh, yes, I I do. It's, uh, I'm reading more on uh, Jim Willie. Yeah. I'm... On uh, Golden Jackass. And yeah. Number nine. I, I... I'm not necessarily sure what year this was in, but he says, number nine, that rise of the global trade outside the U.S. dollar is called pretty much the de-dollarization. The the U.S. led sanctions against, you know, Russia, India, I mean, Iran, and a few others. Um, The result of seeking a fair trade payment system will be the pursuit of a new gold standard. The U.S. bill payment structure will yield to the gold trade note, even in the energy sector. The revolutionary vehicle which will usher in the gold standard, uh, one, in trade, two, in finance, and three, in secure uh, currencies. Yeah, that's pretty much all I have there. So, yes, one in trade, two in finance, and three in currencies. Well, I agree I agree with Jim, and um, I think that the, the energy sector is probably going to lead, actually, out of all the others, and the others will follow. That's my feeling. But, uh, and, you know, all these guys, the Bill Holterson and the Jim Willies, and they – you still don't see them talking too much about the cyber currencies, though, do you? No. They keep talking about just strictly the hard metal guys. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a big pie. 
doesn't take very much of a, a slice, percentage slice of the world financial activities pie to do real well, okay? And all of those things are going to have a big slice of the pie. I, I think we're in a particularly enviable position because of what we know and understand and how we've been positioning for this for a long time. And I think that patience and that sacrifice to understand that knowledge and see how it works together and spend the time to put it together and, and crank it through your, your own noggin and make some decisions, which is what this is all about. I think that those processes are going to pay off for a lot of us real, real good down the line. Uh, the, the bad thing is the rest of the world is going to be in the toilet, but I, I think that we will uh, salvage, salvage some folks. I believe that's coming. So uh, what I was seeing right before the uh, program there, back to Bobo, you know, when I say Bobo, I say it kind of affectionately for Bo Polney, who's a real, real spiritual guy, real Christian guy, and he's got a gold and silver thing. He does good videos, and he makes predictions, and he's really a chartist kind of guy. Many of you are familiar with Bobo. He's made some very, very accurate calls I mean, to the day, and he's he's made some mistakes like everybody else. But he's had a couple of videos out here just in the last two weeks over December covering with the market crash from October to December, which was the worst one in history, Shane, by the, mm-hmm. by the percentages already. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, 19%. 19% the market crash between October and December. <clears throat> now, to compare that to 17% in 29 and 10% in 87. He compares those, those three. What's happening now to 1929 and 1987 in percentages of market decline, etc.? And so what his observations are, and I found this latest one over on Before It's News right before the show. If it wasn't so graphic-oriented, I'd play it because it's not very long, but I can kind of tell you what it says. One of the, He's saying what uh, he's really concentrating on is this thing called a rising wedge in chart terminology. Have you ever heard of that, Shane, a rising wedge? Rising wedge. Mm, I have like some particular thoughts about it, but no, I haven't heard about it. Well, it's like when the market's going up, and if you draw those lines on the outside of the ups and downs, it's a wedge. And you can see as it's going up, it's bouncing between these two wedge lines. And when it bounces out and comes out of this rising wedge pattern is when all the other crashes have happened, first of all. As it narrows and all of a sudden, bam, it breaks out of these two lines that you draw on the movement of, a, of the stock market up and down. Okay. You, you got that? You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. 
All right. Yes, statistically, yes. All right. Well, what happens when it bounces out of that rising wedge is it goes down a percentage, and then it goes back up a percentage. And he's got all that oh, stuff sure, in yeah. in this presentation. And uh, our, in 1929, it went down 17%, and then they call that others a retracement. And then it had a retracement of 60%. And then it eventually lost, oh, what, 35% more? Boom, boom. And uh, 1987 was uh, the same exact pattern, except the numbers were slightly different. It didn't lose as much initially, only 10%. And then the retracement was a smaller percent. And then it lost a smaller percent. Uh, eventually okay well the one this one is the 29 one the initial drop was 17 percent and the retracement was 60 right in this one the initial drop was 19 percent and the retracement was 70 so his he says that it might start tomorrow and in two weeks that the Dow could be down to 12,000 or lose as much as what is it, 55 plus percent. So we may be right on the cusp of that right now. And I saw that right before the show and I popped over as I'm prone to do and looked at zero hedge and refreshed it real quick to see like I'm going to do right now, see if there's any stories have popped up and boom, all of a sudden the Chinese Chinese market's gone nuts they're having to inject one point something trillion dollars into it. That's happening just as we're about to go on the show. So I haven't really been able to look at it. But uh, we may be right on the cusp of all this stuff happening. And um, hell, I hope so. It's if it, if it is, it's about damn time. So yeah, I beg to differ though. If things were meant to go up or down, I believe this is a a motion to move up. Well, it is going to be for gold and silver and cyber coins, but it's not going to be for the other indices. Mm. So the the uh, transition from, I guess, currencies into alternative currencies. Well, no, cyber cyber coins aren't really a currency. To me, they're money. Gold and silver are money. Okay. Now the uh, the technology that's in in these days in which we live that's being brought to bear on this problem are super interesting, and I, I just feel like we're positioned real well, Shane. Uh, we got carrot bars over on one side. They've got a coin about to come out with another coin. As soon as I find out something about it, we'll talk about it. Um, and then you got Bit Club Network on the other side. Both of them been around. Both of them debt free. Both of them stable as hell. Both of them very bright and innovative. And uh, I think we're pretty good spot. And that's also uh, like the other side coins. I got an email this morning that my uh, Electronium. Remember Electronium? Yeah, back in the day. Well, not a few years ago, yes. Well, it was a little over a year ago, about a year and 
three or four months, something like that. They've made great well, strides. Same, same thing with the Ethereum, yes. No, this is Electronium. All right, it's just a different like sector of the market, yes. Well, it's different in the fact that it's the first one that's mined on cell phones, and they got a whole platform based on cell phones, which is what everybody pretty much uses with this stuff. And um, uh, my, they went through a KYC authorization requirement, and so I went and jumped through all the hoops and had to go through the upper hoops that most people didn't have to go through because of the amount of them that I have. And so I just found out that was my papers were approved. Uh, your papers were approved this day, senor. So, uh, so I felt good about that. We got, you know, a number of us maybe that have taken advantage of some of those ICO opportunities that were floating around here a year or so ago. And it looks like I'm real pleased. It seems like every one of them that uh, I got a good tip on and followed up on in some level have, are going to come in, I believe. They're all solid as a rock for the most part. So that's a good feeling. And uh, everything appears to be right on the verge of another further deterioration and the situation getting worse and hell things look good for us shane i'm pleased yeah so uh another thing i would just like to make a little statement it's called from uh harold cuts k-a-u-t-z uh, it says here the governments are giving control to the military domain the military domain is given control to the intelligence community. The intelligence community is giving control to the black magicians. The black magicians are giving control to the demons, and the demons lost control to their AI. All AI is the artificial intelligence. It's not about changing the government because... The entire concept of, of government is dem demonic. It is not about replacing people. It will never work. We need to replace the game. Like I said earlier, Harold Cox. Well, co-author of Dangerous Imagination. Well, Mr. Cox has got the right idea. Isn't that what we teach here? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, you know, those are not things you can do anything about and they're not really things that really matter now they're interesting it's entertaining and we can predict things about it and it's very a good barometer to see where we are in this tipping of the balance of power because that's what we're talking about here globally and certainly we want to keep up with it because it helps you forecast a little bit when you do understand it, and again, it all comes back to one thing, Shane, to me, making accurate decisions. The, the more you know and understand all of these different forces, how they operate, how they react to and with each other, gives you a way to help make more accurate decisions for the future. I mean, really... All of it boils down to that right there. 
because the system's designed to enslave you from birth and lie to you the whole way where you make a lot of dumb decisions that end up benefiting them, especially financially, and just go on and suck your essence right out of your whole life experience. That's what it's designed to do. And what we try and do is get you out of that system, A, if you're willing and want to, have the initiative, the drive, and the desire, and then uh, put people in a position where I don't tell any of you what to do. I tell you what I do. I tell you what my thinking is behind it and why and explain things and present them in that way. But I've never told anybody what to do on here. I've strongly suggested things. I strongly suggest that people get involved in both Carrot Bars and BitClub Network. I think both those are super viable for the future for us, okay? And, and for other people, because as people start looking for gold and they can't find any, or when they start looking for Bitcoin here about a year or 14 months from now, and they can't find anybody that wants to sell any, the only place they can go is BitClub Network. If you can't buy any on the open market, you're going to have to start mining it. That's all. I mean, I really encourage people. If you got any spare cash, I don't know that you got yourself covered. Otherwise, I'm not saying do all one. I've got a very good diversification in all these areas. Okay, but that getting getting those mining pools started and getting the 30 days you got to wait out of the way before it starts mining for you, and then the little bit that it piles up every day over a period of time mounts up, man, and. You set it on there right now and just forget it, and a year and a half from now when they do that next halving and the price is at a point where nobody that has any wants to sell any, Shane, it's a different story. Yeah. Okay, I still have two more questions. Oh, good, so Shane. I, this, is like, this is like your day today, isn't it? It's the <laughs> The first question is, how is your health? I mean, since you had the uh, fall or the uh, pelvis injury, whatever you want to call it, your leg, your, your, your pelvis, whatever, how is your health? How is your health doing well, today, right, right now? I know you'll be very glad to know that my pelvis is doing fine. Okay. Right. And that the affected area of my body mainly was my left ankle and foot area which was turned in at a 45-degree angle. And so uh, I'm walking. I'm not walking yet like I used to, but I'm walking. Not any pain. I could probably skip a little bit. There's not any pain. There's a little discomfort there in the that part of your ankle where the round bone is. Uh, on the inside there on my left leg, that's still sensitive a bit. It doesn't, it's not painful. It's sensitive. And especially if I've been using it for a day, if I would go off and walking somewhere through the mall or to the grocery store and stuff like that, I can feel it at the end of the day, but it's getting stronger. My general health for my age is, is exceptionally good. Because I've been taking my, Sarah, my care of myself preventatively for hell thirty more than thirty years, 
you know i don't drink any i have not had a i maybe one time one slip through but i have not had a sip of a soft drink past my lips in over 30 years maybe closer to 40 okay so uh not having that acid pumped into your body every day uh trying to do preventative things to keep yourself and uh because i had budgetary constraints a lot of those years i just have to do things that were inexpensive but yet beneficial msm i talk about msm on here all the time I, that's one of the most inexpensive things you can do for yourself is buy buy some msm organic sulfur and every day in your drink i'm sure everybody does some sort of a drink these days you put a little little thimble full of that stuff in every day uh one of the better things i think you can do for yourself because it allows the cell walls to be more permeable so the cellular wall first of all let's even back to step one from there all disease starts at the cellular level would you agree with that shade or would you yes disagree with that i would agree with that all disease starts at the cellular level so there's our premise the cell wall one of its one of its big components is sulfur chemical components as we get older our body doesn't produce it we don't get it from outside sources and so as you take this organic sulfur one of the things it does is it helps make the cell wall more natural and permeable and act like it's supposed to right so that means that a you're going to get more nutrients to pass through the cell wall in a healthier state wouldn't you think Absolutely, yes. Okay. Now then, the other thing that most people don't think about is, B, being more permeable, it allows more toxins to be released from the cell, therefore making the basic cellular structure more healthy overall. So I know one thing. When you start taking that stuff, your hair will start growing. And your nails will start growing and get super strong. And anything that affects those two systems like that has just about got to be good for you. MSM salt. No, it's just called, the, the abbreviated is called MSM. I don't know if it's a salt. It's, a, it's organic sulfur. There's a scientific name for it, Shane, that's about 15 letters long diethamidal something 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 you know but they just call it they call it msm and uh it's you it's mixed a lot with other substances called chondroitin and there's another one for joints and ligaments and stuff like that but it's just a real you, you just take it every day they if depending on where you buy it i usually buy a pounder pounder more at a time okay and it lasts you for months and uh uh but boy that little things like that i was talking yesterday with chris about or day before mentioned liposomal vitamin c it's something i do every day have i haven't been doing it every day except about in the last year or so but i've known about it for a long time and we've talked about it on the program before and that's something else you can do super inexpensive for the effects that you get do you know about that shane 
Um, not an easier, softer way, but thank you. Um, I have not known about it. Well, uh, let me explain it to you because this is something you may want to do. You're out there in the rainy season, right? It's storming. It's storming in Silicon Valley, huh? Yeah, rain. Uh, windy too. Yeah, that's when people get sick, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, this is vitamin C, and and what you got to do, you got to have a couple of things. You can go. It's L I liposomal. L I P O S O M O L. Liposomal vitamin c just put it in a search engine there'll be all kinds of stuff that'll pop up videos all kinds of stuff because a lot of people are doing it and the reasons they're doing it are because it's very inexpensive and it is incredibly effective okay so what you do is first thing you got to do is go buy this thing called an ultrasound machine you know what those are shane Have you ever gone into a have you ever gone into a jewelry store and got jewelry cleaned? Yeah. That machine they put it in where it cleans the jewelry, that's an ultra that's an ultrasound machine. Mm-hmm. Okay? You can get them real inexpensively from Harbor Freight, I know. You can get them other places, but uh, a lot of people get theirs from there. Harbor Freight, of course, is obviously made in Japan. But and they got two sizes. One's an eight ounce and the other one's sixteen, I think. But you don't need anything more than the eight ounce really. But you get one of these ultrasound machines, they cost twenty, thirty bucks, okay? And then you go wherever you buy if I use Swanson. Swansonvitamins.com. Very reputable, real good prices, real good quality. Uh, very good service, all that kind of stuff. So, but wherever you get it, you get vitamin C, either in a natural or the the other's natural too, but it's absorbic acid, just like the white powder. You know, you can get a natural version from what they call a Brazilian cherry, which has got the highest content of vitamin C of any fruit in the world, and you can get that too. It's a little more expensive. Uh, I don't know that the difference is warranted, but some people like to do that. So either way, you get your vitamin C, and then you get a substance called lecithin. Here, Gary's calling in, so let me call him back here. I'll call Gary right back. Remember, we're at lecithin here. Lecithin. Okay, let, hold on, Gary. I'll get you. I got to figure out how to do this. Florida, we'll get him. I think we get that one right there. Let's see if we don't add him in right here. I had two Gary in Florida, so I'm not sure which one it was. We'll see if this doesn't get him. If it doesn't, we'll try the other one. We get you there, Gary. It looks like they've added him into the call, but it's uh, sometimes a little delay. There you are. Hey, man, we get you in there. Gary. Hang on, hang on. Yep. Did I call back the wrong phone? Uh, okay. Did I call back the wrong phone? 
Uh, yeah, Roger, would you mind calling back on the other? Yeah, uh, yeah, I didn't know there, the there's two in there. I'll call back on the other. Here, let's hang up. Okay, great. Great, thank you. Yeah, let's see here. I didn't know. Let's see. I'll put Gary in Florida, too, and I'll bet you that does it. In Florida, too. Now, let's see if we can add him back in better. Uh, still learning the new Skype routine here. Uh, he'll pop what in. Is that better? That's better. Okay, good, man. Sorry, I didn't know which one of those you'd called in on. There's two profiles in there with the new with the new uh, Skype protocol that we must follow. It gets a little confusing. <laughs> How you doing, Gary? I was just talking about this liposomal stuff, and uh, you go and buy this lecithin, Shane and Gary, which is uh, and it's important to get non-gmo lecithin they've got it from several sources soy and some some a couple other ones but what's important is non-gmo so you get this lecithin and then you just put a one teaspoon of the vitamin c and eight ounces of water in a blender get it mixed up put it over in the cleaner thing the ultrasound machine then you take three tablespoons of the lecithin Get it in eight ounces of water. Get it mixed up in a blender. Then you put them together and and let that thing cook it for 10 to 15 minutes, stirring once in between, and then you just stick it in the refrigerator. And a couple of times a day when you go by the refrigerator or open it, you just take like a sip out of a straw, just, just a little bit. And what happens is the lecithin through that process of the ultrasound machine coats the vitamin c and lecithin is a fat and the cell wall is fat and so the fat allows the vitamin c to penetrate the cell wall more effectively than any other way we can get it there if you iv vitamin c drip shane you get about 60 to 70 percent absorption if you do this stuff you get up in the 90s So inexpensive, easy, real effective. You My can, grandfather took it for, I don't know, how many, if not decades, uh, how many years, and he lived to be pretty healthy up into his mid-90s, lecithin. And uh, that's all I know that he took. Just He just took lecithin every day, and, and uh, so... Yeah, there's something to it. Well, with it with it coating this vitamin C, whoever came up with this had their thinking hat on, okay? And they understood that it's this process of coating the vitamin C with the lecithin, and that's what the ultrasound yeah. machine does. They're doing it with vitamin D, too, but I don't think you can make that one yourself. I know uh, Dr. Mercola sells a, a liposomal vitamin D. It's this little bitty capsule, and the little old capsule is only about half full. And uh, But they're doing it with others, and what it allows it to do is to penetrate that cell wall much more effectively. Yeah. Okay, I have a second question. That is, how is your book going? Which, which one, the old one or the one that hadn't been written yet, the new one? The one that hasn't been written yet, yes. I think it's doing pretty good. It crosses my mind every now and then, and I think that that's probably something I need to start concentrating on is, is doing more writing 
and uh, trying to put this second book together. That may be the catalyst that we need for our little project. I'll, I'll try to help. Well, okay, Shane. I, I appreciate that. Um, you know, I just, I, I have kind of consciously, for so many years, I pushed and pushed and tried to put this out there and get it out there and get it out there, right? Many years, guys. And at this stage, I'm not doing that. I'm just, I've kind of made a decision, just turn it over to God and let him open the doors. Because I'm getting tired of getting them slammed in my face. Yeah, that's when you know. That's when you know you need to either make a detour or, um, yeah, when the, when the doors open up and it falls together, it's yeah, that's that's a, definitely a message being sent, or vice versa. Yeah, so I think you know right now it's like uh, strengthen bloom where we're planted. And, and strengthen the platform, strengthen our numbers, uh, however however that process takes shape, and continue to improve on what we do and how we do it. Because the doors are going to be opened at some point. We got the information that people, a lot of people are looking for, okay? Like the Dave Jandas of the world. I watched another interview. There's a new interview out with him on Sarah Westall or it's been out there, so I just sent it to me, but I watched it this morning. No, I think it's uh, – but he, I can listen to Dave Janda and tell that he's going to be receptive to this whenever the time is right that he, he's ready to be exposed to it. Yeah. yeah, he seems like the caliber, no doubt about it. Yeah, he's – he'd be receptive to put this in his lap. I think he would be. Yep, I do too. I, I just sense it every time I, I watch him in an interview or listen to him. Um, so there's that frequency thing, man. It's I always thought that somehow it's just the frequency of my voice and the information and whatever. It just reaches out. It, when it hits the right person, it just flat hits them, you know? Yep, yeah, resonance. Something like that. How you doing, Gary? Doing all right, Raj bit nippy this morning for here you know 42 and uh yikes you know, it's chilly for us you know and uh so yeah with the you throw in the the humidity and the dampness and that just that just increases the misery factor you know <laughs> and uh if it was dry if we were out in arizona that'd be totally different but um but yeah it's it's uh it goes through you it makes the summers hotter and the winters colder, that humidity at sea level. That's right. The feels like temperature. Yep. That's right. So, so uh, what what transpired with your visit with Katya over there? Did your mom find some? Did she have some ailments that Katya remedied away? Or uh, what was your experience over well, there? I know you were impressed. I, oh, absolutely. We were both... Uh, we so enjoyed it, and and uh, just meeting Bob and his daughter Janiel, and and yeah, Katya and her her friend Mary, uh, it was a wonderful day, and we could have stayed there for you know a good while, and uh, had several hours there, but uh, could have gone forever, just yakking away. But um, yeah, it was it was uh, definitely well worth you know worthwhile and um, and beneficial. Uh, yeah, mom had. 
and she's got uh, just the aches and pains. You know, um, she's well, the one needs bone on bone. So, wanted to uh, you know, talk to Katya about that a little bit. So she got on the pad, and I think we all tried it. All of us tried the the uh, frequency, uh, the QE. QEM, I think it is, or QMS, yep. or something like that. I think but that's anyway, right. But the frequency unit, yeah, and, and she said it It goes, I think the frequencies, uh, I think they permeate four feet above the pad and four feet below and then a couple of feet to the side, so pretty good range. She said you could, you could lay three people side by side and they would all be treated and it covers that big of a volume, that big of an area. And, uh, but, um, yeah, we, she gave it a go for a while. And, um, so down the road here, I, I told Katya, I, it just made sense. Uh, you know, the whole, the product and all. So I said, yeah, down the road here a little bit, uh, plan on engaging, you know, getting a unit. But, uh, but with the story, she said that all the testimonials just is absolutely mind boggling on the people that are remedied, um, you know, in, in a short order, you know, when it comes to either pain or, I mean, so many other issues. So it's, it's, uh, well worth the, the, uh, test drive. And that's what we, that's what we did. Well, that's so, a good report. I, I'm continuing to work on her and we've had a dialogue or two on, uh, on her having a show here on the network, even if it's on a Saturday, you know, if she wants to do a Saturday program for an hour or two and whatever she's comfortable with. But the, the reason being is now that you've met her and I've never even met her, but we've gotten to know each other over the phone over the years. Um, this girl brings a wealth of information, knowledge, and understanding to the table. So it's not just about this machine. It's about all of her life experiences in healing and working in this area combined. And she's a real wealth of information. You know, I hope that we can get her to see the light. She is. And, you know, I'm lobbying. Like I, I, I told you, uh, I'm lobbying to get her you know, willing to go forth with that. At least, yeah, like, like an hour a week would be great with her, with her jam packed, uh, amount of info she has in her noggin and, and you know, the experience she's, she's, uh, gathered through the years. But like you said, it's, it's just beyond the machine is just one aspect of what she has to offer is she got us changed. She got me totally. Um, I was, you know, I saw, I understood that distilled water, just the, right, right out of the gate, she was explaining how vital that is, just changing over to that kind of water. Uh, and I had, I told her, I said, I, I thought that was all demonized for years, and I had just misinformation on that. I really did. And I was misled on other kind of purified waters. It, and even spring water, you'd think that would be uh, more natural, you know, the minerals and all. But she said she, you know, she explained on the distilled end why it's so important. It, 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 uh, when it's processed through the machine, it creates that negative ion charge. And so the contaminants that are in the water that you drink outside, even spring water, I mean, there are contaminants and uh, take tap water, any other kind of water, there are contaminants, and they have a positive charge. So you drink negatively charged water, it acts like a magnet, and it attracts those 
contaminants, pulls it, and you pass it through. And that's one way of ridding your body of just that much more garbage, you know, heavy metals or whatever it might be. So um, that was just one little piece, one little dull nugget she shared with us. And I thought, well, that's that's a slam dunk. That makes all the sense in the world. And uh, so what? all the... Reverse osmosis and all that stuff is just, you know. Well, that's what I use is reverse osmosis because it's here or else I got to buy some uh-huh. kind of water. I was always told that distilled water leaches your mineral, minerals out along in yeah. that process and that you somehow need to add those back in. Right, right. You, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't leach and it just has a, that's what I was led to believe also. And so when you when you eat correctly, you're you know you're you're uh, consuming your grains. I mean your your greens and uh, just the proper other nutrients. It has a chance then. And um, so you're yeah you need to definitely add minerals. They need to be incorporated in your diet somehow. But but uh, but anyway, the the takeaway I got from that was. It uh, it acts as like a magnet towards the contaminants and all. So huh. um, we've been really drinking distilled since our meeting down there. So a couple of weeks now. Well, I'm about to move. I'm I'm not going to have access to this RO system here in the future. I don't think I've got it out at the new place. So uh, I'll be having to schlep water from the grocery store again. Maybe I'll try this distilled stuff. Yeah, yeah it's it's. I'd like to get some material from her too on that, which would be it'd be nice to read, you know, some documentation and, and I haven't gotten with her on that, just haven't gotten around to it. And uh but it'd be nice to really do some background research and uh dig into it a little deeper and really solidify that in my head. And um so and you know, and, and you know, kind of uh quill the uh the um all the misinformation too. So yeah, I've heard the same thing, the leaching and all that. Well, it's just wise to take control of your health a little bit in a, in a preparatory preventative type approach. It doesn't, it, you can do it where it's not tremendously expensive and over the long term, it really pays off. I mean, uh, Shane asking me oh. about my health. Okay. Let me call Chuck back. I see Chuck's going to call, call in here so I can add, Mr. Ward, and see how the bee business is doing these days. Chuck Ward, and I get Chuck W. And is it? I'm going to add him in here on the Skype account. I think that's the way we'll do him. Let's see. I don't know whether he called in on his phone account or his Skype account. But we'll see if we can get Chuck to register here. I'm having problem mixing people's multiple profiles up here today i think that i think we may have him right there is that you chuck well i thought it showed you came on man there's gary in florida and well that's just you let's see maybe i need to what a juggling act i tell you it's uh, uh something i gotta get used to yeah. Uh, let's try him on the phone and see if he can bring him in that way. Maybe we can get him that way. Maybe that's how he called in. Um, hopefully. Boy, I wish they wouldn't have changed this. Um, 
we'll figure it out. Maybe somebody will come up with a way to get this done, too. We're, we're not having to go through these hoops. Yeah. It says it says we got um, Chuck with us, but I don't know if I've heard him chime in yet. Are you there, Chuck? I'm here. Well, there he is. <laughs> Hey, I tried to call through the other number, and I guess it won't take it. I don't know. You popped up, and, and you've got two profiles here in, that I call you back through, and one of them is your phone, and the other is the Skype profile. And when it popped up, Chuck Ward, it didn't show me which one of those you were on. So I just tried the Skype one initially, and when you didn't pick up, I tried the phone, and that you got we got you on that. So it's a trial and error kind of thing we're going through here. Yeah, I kept denying the update on Skype, and I guess when I got this new phone, it must have updated because it's different. <laughs> yep, they won't okay. let you. They won't let you load the old one anymore. They forced everybody all over the globe to change. As of the first of the year, several people have, uh, several other radio hosts are having to deal with it, and uh, a couple other individuals have told me they've had to deal with it. Well, maybe that. Uh, Viber app that uh, and I've I've had it before that uh, John talked about. Maybe that's a viability. Well, you know, it's it, it. The thing is, with Skype, is so many people have it loaded and use it already. And there does appear to me to be an improvement in the fidelity with this change. Mm-hmm. And so I I can take that as a trade off if I can just learn how to do this other stuff a little more efficiently and the more I work with it the more we'll get that familiarity. Okay. Well, hopefully they'll straighten it out though where people can just call in and you don't have to call them back. Well, there's somebody'll figure out a way for us to set it up where we can do that. I just I, it's so new, I don't know that anybody's really done that a time to concentrate on it yet to get that done. But we'll figure something out. Yeah. Well, I don't understand why they couldn't just leave it like it used to be. Well, obviously they're they're making you know they're making it more of a worldwide phone system and this that and the other and probably running it totally through Microsoft's equipment up there or wherever that may be and uh, just taking more control of it. Maybe they just got a bigger vision. Yeah, when you called a while ago, it was asking me permission for to record audio, and I denied it, and that's why it hung up. <laughs> really. Yeah. Well, geez, well, yep. well, however they've got it engineered, we'll see as we go forward. Right now, we use it. It works. And uh, it's, uh, you know, we've got a few hurdles to jump, but we can still use it, and it still works. So uh, that's where we are. Uh, you know, as I've gotten older, I just don't get excited as much and aggravated as I used to. I think it's a sign of age, Chuck. <laughs> Because I could have lost well, my temper with it real easily a few years back, and I just kind of take it in stride more. Yeah, well, I got the I got a temper too at times, and so I think, and it's a control issue because I don't like giving up control, and but you know God requires us to give him control, so yep. at least to him, and there are times. And we don't understand everything. We can't see everything. We don't know what's all is going on and, or, or always what God's purpose is and everything. So some of this stuff we look at, and we know it's wrong. And 
we wind up giving up privacy uh, rights that we have in order to achieve, uh, well, to have better communication and things because they require it. But we don't see God's hand working in that sometimes in the background, and I think, and I believe he is working. Oh, he's, he's always. in control regardless. And yeah. in that I rest, and then I can be at ease and not be so uh, uppity, that's, you know, uptight about all of it. That's one of the real reasons I've changed my approach and attitude on all this is is because I was just tired of beating myself up. You know, well, what have I, who can I talk to? What have I haven't done? How can I say it better? How, what is it going to get their attention? All that, that kind of pushing yourself kind of thing. And I just said, hell man, I'm going to let him do the work. I can, I can work on the things I can work on and try and improve, but I'm, I'm letting him open the doors. Yep. Yep. But we can only do so much and we're only required to do so much. The rest of it is his. If it's his will, where and I've always said, uh, where there's God's will is, there's a way. So if if it's his way and his will, then he's going to accomplish it. And we're just tools. We're vessels. To, well, from the from the uses. from a good from a good standpoint, I've already accomplished the goal. I've gotten the information out in the public exactly. domain. We've gotten a, a number of people that have adhered to it and taken it on. And I know that the the information's out there. All right. Now the big thing now right. is how far can we take it? How how big and, and and in what manner and how many people can we reach? But I can't shoulder that load anymore. I'm gonna let him shoulder it. Right. Right. Yep, that's the right uh, approach, I think. But I had a question for you. Okay, good, Chuck. Um, we got a ticket situation here. <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, my daughter got pulled over in uh, a small town and going through a work zone. Yeah. Yeah. And... Um, so we, she called him a while ago trying to find the. She didn't have the affidavit in the car. And so she's trying to find um, a court where they're located to be able to submit that into that. I guess it's a, they, I guess it's a case that they opened up. I don't know exactly how that works. But uh, so she's trying to find a way to submit that into uh, the court before it even the date comes. Well, um, let me ask you a question or two yeah does she have a driver's license yes well then that's proof of residency right there okay and this is the pro this is one of those this and irs are the two big issues i think we've got the irs problem pretty well solved but this driving problem and this sticky widget that you're in with now uh you could try it i i and have her send it to the prosecutor and but She's got a license still, see? Um, yeah. So I'm not sure if that's not a catch-22 for you. The way to handle it, I believe, is what Tom Schramm had come up with uh, back when we used to have Tom on on a more, more of a regular basis, was to have something in your car that when she received the ticket, mm -hmm. that's when she gave it to the officer, Okay. Sign the ticket, but she gave him that affidavit, and it goes back. Then you follow up on that with the prosecutor. But 
I don't know. You can try it. I can say you, you certainly try it. All they can say is no, and you may have to pay a small fine or whatever. Uh, but uh, as I was telling uh, someone last night, the only way with a lot of these things we learn is to press the envelope and go through the experience, and we learn from the experience. Right. So if and that's what we're trying. We're just trying something. I mean, we won't know until we try it anyway. Right. So that's what we're trying to do. And if we succeed, then hallelujah. But if we don't, then you know we tried, and we have to. We just have to take care of what we need to take care of. I would try and until say that what you may want to do is float that affidavit uh, with a cover letter and a copy of the citation and send it to whoever you can find that's like the prosecutor for that court. Because they got somebody that bundles up the cases and, you know, steers them over to the court to get taken care of. All it is is a uh, shearing deal. I mean, that's just all these all these cities and municipalities are looking for revenue, man. Right, right. Yeah, I know. And we just want to see if we can nip it in the bud. Now, really, to nip it in the bud would have it in the car but in, in on that point if you were going to have it in the car would you have it attached to an, uh, a cover letter as well because the, i think you could probably cover the the ground you need to cover in whatever you've got on that piece of paper uh and i'm not even sure how tom had that worded but i just thought it was a very good idea at the time yeah Okay. But once again, you know, at the the ideal situation, I guess, is you don't you're not driving outside of your area, a okay. But in the area you live in, you've got it on file, probably in the property records office, or in the legal organ of the area, and then after you've got it filed with there, and you've had it filed with the secretary of state, you send it to your sheriff and those people, and put them on notice. And what you're literally doing is fulfilling the front end of due process. You're putting them on notice, and you're giving them a right to be heard on why this information isn't correct. And if they don't come back and tell you it's incorrect or they can't adhere to it, then you've got their consent, don't you? Yeah. Amen. But, you know, like your health, we're talking about preventative stuff. You've got to set yourself up. You can set yourself up to make life and your walk down this path much easier and much more secure, I believe. Yeah, Gary. Would, if a, if a person, if the U.S. National had the MSO, uh, the manufacturer statement of origin. I think that's how it goes. Yep. Um, if, if you had that, would that still be an issue then? You, you know, getting pulled over or probably uh, not. Would, Pro- probably not as much. But getting a manufacturer statement of origin out of a dealer is almost impossible. Oh, is it really? Okay. Uh, I had somebody out in Arizona who was trying to buy a, ca- a car cash and the whole nine yards. And the guy said, the only way I can give you a manufacturer's statement of origin is if I'm shipping the car out of the country. And see, that's what I experienced. I bought a BMW in Germany back in the 80s because I could get a U.S. spec car out of Germany with no taxes. And um, and I got the manufacturer's statement of origin. I've still got it. Long since got rid of the car. 
unfortunately it was a great car but um yeah i got it because a guy picked it up down jacksonville at the port bam there they that's what it got manufacturer statement of origin had a german tag on it okay i didn't know that it was difficult to get then on the for the average person now the way to circumvent that is to go buy a used car from an individual and then you've got the bill of sale But, you know, just some of these ways, they've got the system, obviously, when you understand it. I mean, everybody wants to drive. What, it, what is driving? That's freedom. That's locomotion. You know, there's Terrence. Okay, Terrence, wait a second. I'll connect you back in. What is driving but locomotion? There's Terrence, and I think we get him in right here. And that's liberty, Okay. And so if they could, as they were designing the system, set this into driving to where, well, I'm trying to call you back, Terrence. I got to hang up and call. You have reached the voicemail box of four zero. Well, that's not what I wanted. I wanted Terrence. Oh. At the tone, please record your voice no, message. please. When you are finished recording, you may Stop. hang up or press pound for more options. Just hold on, guys. If I get these, Hi, Terrence. The... Terrence, you there? We're being recorded. <laughs> Jeez, Almighty! Hi. Let me see a click. I think I can click him off. I click. I click it off there. All right, now, Terrence, I cannot call you back. I can't accept the call. I've got to call you back. It's not Terrence in California. It's just. Only one I got, Future Chatted Buffalo. Just bear with me, folks. New York, United States, Cincinnati, Buffalo. What in the Sam heck going on here? I'll, okay, I'm going to try once more on the, on the Terrence thing I've got here. Let's see if I can call him back. Because we got Terrence on the other day. We didn't have this problem the other day. The problem comes in when I got multiple profiles. Hello. Terrence, there you are. Okay. I wanted to chime in with the gentleman that's having the uh, traffic ticket problem. Good. Um, uh, one thing to think about is just because you got a license plate on the back of your pickup truck doesn't mean you're using that license. Uh, so you're not you're not trafficking in commerce. That's right. Um Go to Mark, M-A-R-C, Mark Stevens, S-T-E-V-E-N-S, markstevens.net. He's live on Saturdays, but uh, or you can send me an email at mydogrex at live.com. Uh, I'll send you a motion to dismiss for lack of uh, uh, jurisdiction, no corpus delecti, and I would attach my uh, the affidavit to that. Yeah, there you go. That's a motion to dismiss. That's a good idea. Very viable, Chuck. MarkStevens.net. Was that what you said? M-A-R-C-S-T-E-V-E-N-S.net. Wasn't that it, Terrence? That is that is correct. Okay. So I know who Mark is. Okay. Um, I could, no, if I... 
Let me check something here. Chuck, check, check, check. I can put you two together on an email. Or if you want to send if you want to send him that affidavit or that uh uh paperwork. I was uh I got a motion uh, he has a specific for each state, but they're pretty much the same. Um and there's also uh it's an older case, uh Davis versus Mississippi, where the state can't turn a privilege into a right. You don't want to get into all those arguments in court. Uh, you just want to submit your paperwork and let your paperwork speak for itself. And I think that affidavit, see, you're telling them you're not a resident, and the resident, you, they've made you get a driver's license. This is the catch-22 they got you in, Chuck, everybody. They make you have one of these licenses under fear and intimidation. But then you automatically, if you if you fall under all those presumptions, you're in commerce. And so what that affidavit you carry in the car does is it designates that you're not in commerce. You're forced to have this license, and you're forced to do this stuff under threat of intimidation and diminution of liberty. There's a very good phrase for you. And diminution of your personal liberty. And so you give them that, but you sign the ticket, and then you follow up with this paperwork with the affidavit that you got on file with the Secretary of State. Uh, isn't that a good, a good way to approach this, Terrence? Yes. Uh, the main question you have, if, if you're forced to ask any questions, and you ask the judge what facts and supporting evidence has the prosecutor submitted to the court that proves his these codes apply to me yeah see that's the presumption there's a presumption again right you put it on you put it on the you don't make the judge prove it you make uh, the ask the judge what the prosecutor or your accuser has done this um i gotta run i got a mechanic trying to start okay. my truck now terrence i just sent you guys both an email that just said contact you contact you can follow up from that okay It'll be after uh, 7 o'clock tonight. Thank you. All right. Thank you for chiming in, Terrence. Very good suggestion. I appreciate it. You jogged with me the commerce thing, and that's one of the things you put if you ever wanted to do that. And I think that approach of Tom's is probably pretty viable because you got all the bases covered, see? And uh, you go, I'm not driving in commerce. I wasn't hauling people for hire or carrying goods for hire. And I have to have this license under threat of intimidation so I can exercise my natural liberty of locomotion, et cetera, et cetera. And then you hit the hit them with the copy, and I think that may take care of your problem, Chuck. See, they don't want to, for, some, for something that trivial, they don't want to get into all this stuff. Yeah, I don't think so either. And the other thing is, see, I called, or I didn't call yet. I need to call. But I looked it up online, what you had said before about the Oklahoma having offering the uh, U.S. national driver license. Yeah. So I looked it up online to see if I could find anything on that. And I looked at their ODOT's uh, uh, site. I could not find anything on there about uh, that kind of a driver license. So well, I had to call them up to verify. Th no. They may have changed it. They, they probably have. It may have been something older. But, see, that's what I got on the air with and started talking about after I saw it. And I did read it in some sort of a handout from them on this issue, just the driver's license okay. issue overall. 
And so that's when I went on the air and started talking about it. And that's when Brian Howard responded and said, look, I've just moved up to Idaho. I got to get a driver's license. I'll try and get one of those up here. And with his experience, of course, we found out that the states can't issue a state issued driver's license to anyone who's not a resident. It was interesting. Something came up here on this residency stuff the other day, not in Ecuador, but uh, one of my friend's daughters is going down to Australia for four months. Her boyfriend, who's Ecuadorian, is going down there to try and find some work and to go through some schooling, and she wants to go down there and spend a few months with him when he's down there. And she's Ecuadorian because he was born and raised here, but her dad is American, so she's got access to, you know, she's got a U.S. passport and all that stuff. But in dealing with Australia, they there were some kind of barriers they had because she wasn't a U.S. resident. She was only a citizen of the United States. And there were some differences in her trip and how she had to deal with it because she wasn't a resident up there. I thought that was quite interesting. Well, yeah. See, this residency uh, thing, it's different. It's a big deal, all right, because you don't have to have your citizenship and your residency don't have to be contiguous. They can be separate. Like, hmm. I, I've got residency here, but my citizenship is U.S. national. Yeah. It, well... Isn't there something that you can have in hand to, to show that you have the right to travel and using that terminology or no? Or is that not? Not really. That well, I've, not, not anything not, official. Not has that. But okay. the problem is if you're, if you're still trying to do a right to travel and you don't have, um, you're not a free man, you don't have, you don't have of you don't destiny. if you if you're I not mean, a US national you don't have a right to travel you got right. a privilege oh, to travel that. just basic sure. I understand. Right. um right. That's, that's why the, that's why if you can get a passport when you file that affidavit i think that's a pretty important document because it's tied then to the affidavit's filing Yeah, yep. yep, and that's what we're, we. Okay. She can get that. I'm the one who's in. <laughs> in uh, oh, bondage to some degree. So, on that issue, so I can't get mine just yet. We can work on getting hers, and and uh, that should help her too. That's yeah, you're right. I believe that. But that's your uh, right from their sources. The highest documentation you can get is passport. You know, what else I've, been, I've found out in a couple of these ICOs, Gary, is that even though I'm a U.S. national, I've got that U.S. passport, I can get in on these ICOs because my residency is in Ecuador, and I've got the little card. Kinesis was one of those. U.S. resident. Yeah, Kinesis is one that was asking for country residence. Right. Okay, okay. Yeah, I... Oh, speaking of that, I, I still think Carrot Bars is, I think it's a better deal, just comparing the two. But that's, you know, without going down that that road. Um, I do have a question for you, though. 
Okay. But uh, I didn't know if that was exhausted with with Chuck or not, uh, as far as you want to go with that. or. Well, we're just open to wherever we want to go here, just kind of having a conversation, you know. There's uh, there's some some damn many things that are important that are happening, but you can't dwell on them all the time. And these kind of conversation days are real good. I like them. So, uh, yeah, Gary, go ahead and and switch us on us. Yeah. Well, the other day. uh, Wait, whoa, Chuck does have one more. He's got a little follow-up okay. here, so. <laughs> Sorry, Gary. No, um, no what I wanted to uh, so the lady told my daughter where to send um, or who to contact to into send well to send the payment work into the she payment. Said the police take it over to the police department. She said, "What the police would take it to the police department." No, she said take the documentation, the affidavit, to uh, the police department. Yeah, that's probably with. I put you and Terrence together on an email and get him to send you that paperwork he's got. And, and, and if okay. you feel comfortable with it, y'all do that. You could probably accomplish the same thing taking it to the police department. They'll throw it up the lines of command. Okay. We can do that then. How close is that to where you live? Mm-hmm. Uh, probably 20, 30 minutes. No. Huh? Probably about 40. 40? Yeah. She said 40. He may want to mail it. <laughs> that's a long, <laughs> that's a long drive, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, that's how I'd approach it, I think, Chuck, and see, you know, throw it over the bow and see who salutes. You may just get it dismissed. Okay. Guess we'll find yeah, out how 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 badly they want a little snitch of revenue. Yeah, true. But yeah, you know, don't don't forget the yellow vests in France have destroyed sixty percent of those speeding ticket cameras out there. <laughs> so really, oh yeah, sixty percent of them in France are destroyed or maimed or not working. The, wow. The ticket. We the, got tons of cameras around here, too. Yep. <laughs> the ticket cameras and the banks are the two things they're concentrating on now. So uh, we'll see how wow. that. Boy, that situation's not getting any coverage in the news anywhere, and it's getting real serious. Macron called out live ammunition for the troops last week. No way. Oh, yeah, baby. Wow. wow. Mm, it's building. It's building. Yep. So Gary, now what did you want to uh, on, want us to entertain? Oh, by the way, real quick, I was thinking of the global picture there, and saw this uh, piece from I forgot where it was, but the global debt is two hundred and forty-four trillion. Yep, that's globally, and that's triple the global GDP. Yep, triple. It's just absolutely astounding so yeah like uh yeah we're sounds like a healthy environment we're in bobo's bobo's prediction bobo's predictions could be accurate we'll see what happens starting tomorrow oh yeah yeah no 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 doubt about it but uh a couple of weeks ago i was i put on the propaganda box and just wanted to see what was on on fixed news and uh and i just caught the tail end of something they said 
so-and-so, I, I, I didn't catch his name, and I wish I would have, but uh, someone was couldn't be indicted because they were a private citizen. And I thought, there's a term I haven't heard in a long time, and and I'm assuming that's one and the same as a U.S. national. I would correct? think so. I would think so. It's what it rings true to me. Okay. It, it, it's logical. You're work. You're uh, working from the private side, or you're operating from the private side. All your commerce and everything uh, in society, and then so that leads to make me think that uh, there's a public citizen. The U.S. citizen is a public citizen. So. I don't know. I just want to... Let me, let me phrase it this that. way. Let me approach it this way. This is pretty interesting. I've always thought it was very demonstrable. I heard it, or read it somewhere years ago. What we had originally was the common law, okay? Now, the common law is public law because everybody accesses it. And okay. it could be used for public purposes, but it could also be used for private purposes, commerce okay? okay now what they've done is they brought in the private law the commercial law and we're using it now for public purposes hmm. they flipped it yeah yeah okay that's interesting it's an interesting way to look at it and help differentiate it in your mind as to what's been done because that's just a big generality analogy, but it's very accurate as to what's been done. And your guy that's a private citizen is under public law, and he can't be prosecuted under their private law because it's all this stuff for residents and citizens of the United States, and obviously that guy's found out a way somehow to not be one of them. And I and I thought that's a term you don't hear often. No, nope. you know we often discuss U.S. national, and sometimes you know other other groups or sources talk about American national. But but I know you want to stick to what they use at the top, which makes sense. But you don't really hear the term private citizen, and so yeah, I was just just curious there on that end. Yep, and. Uh, and it's it's getting these things simplified where people can understand them. It's just like, man, I mean, I struggled for years to understand the term public policy. Because mm -hmm. we're not under law, we're under policy, public policy now. Well, so what is public policy? It's all these regulatory uh, regulations promulgated by the administrative state that are little man-made laws that are based off the other man-made laws that Congress puts out that aren't necessarily constitutional, okay? But they switch them over in the code because now they can apply them to this group of serfs and property, and they got one level of man-made laws, and then the administrative state with these bureaucrats interprets that in regulations that they then make for more man-made laws. And they, and they term it as policy. And they call it public policy, and the reason is because everybody that's a resident has to follow it. And you, you grow up thinking that's law, you know? You, you well, it is, it is law, but it's just man-made law. Man-made, yeah. 
Yeah. And see, that's why I'm so thrilled about Janda, because I've been listening to him for a year, and we got to get back to the basics of law, the, but what's he called, the validity of law, however he phrases it. And so I, I got on the show one day, and I said, well, I guess that means, because I know he doesn't understand the difference here a couple of months ago, I guess that means commercial law without all the crooks involved. But now, evidently, he's getting turned on to this stuff. Somebody's talking about Brent's book on there the other night. And so now maybe he's going to really understand his statement on getting back to the real law. Yeah, Anna, Anna Von Reitz, yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. It, some of that is a little bit of a mind-bender. Like, like, you know, you said you struggled with it for a while. But... uh trying to put all the dots together connecting it all um yeah how they did it well you just come almost got to do it by looking at it and approaching it conceptually going through those statutes and those laws and it says this over here and this court said this and they said this and hold it there's an addendum and that word didn't mean what you thought it meant you try and get to the big picture through that maze and there's not very many people that are ever going to do it. You got to get the big picture first, then you can go back right. and pick right through the maze. Start zooming in. Yeah, yeah. Get the overall concept, and that's yeah, that's pretty straight. Yeah, um, like you always, like you often say, you know, just think of things conceptually instead of just memorizing terms or whatever. You need to understand. That's that's understanding is knowing the knowing this conceptually. That's understanding. It's just like uh, uh, Daryl sent me a interesting video the other day. I got through about four minutes of it. Okay, and it's something to do with birth certificates and the K Vesca Trust and all that stuff, which I've never really put much time into. Okay. And it may have some validity, but it doesn't have any validity with the remedy that I'm dealing with. That may exist and all that, but I know when you file this affidavit, it severs that connection. So I don't care about any of that other stuff. I think it's baggage information, okay? And so the guy's going through a bunch of stuff on the screen, and he's got something up there with reference to the word person. And there's a, a listing. I mentioned this just the other day. There's a mention there. starts out with individual, and then it says corporation, trust, partnership, et cetera, et cetera. And he said, any time there's a legal listing, he referenced something. Any time there's a legal listing of something, they've all got to be similar. And all these corporations and stuff are frauds, corporate fictions. So all of this list is a corporate fiction. Well, individual was led the list. The word individual, uh, I, I'm not a corporate fiction. You're not a corporate fiction. You're an individual. And what he didn't understand is he was citing the correct rule of all those things that are listed are, are similar, but they're all entities. They're not all fictions. Yeah. And the individual Probably is an entity. Like okay. Yeah, all that stuff. But here's this guy making this blanket statement and assumption in this video that he's given, and maybe some other good information after that. But when I get to a point and I see somebody make that blatant, a basic error, mm -hmm. they lose me. Right. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah, that, that's how I started, you know, coming across this kind of info. Maybe I'll start with that end of it and not realizing, you know, uh, the <laughs> true concept of what was going on. It was that guy, Bill Richardson. You probably weren't listening to the show when I had that guy on a couple of years ago. This was over at one of the other networks. And I had a number of listeners. Oh, you need to get this guy on. Oh, he's so deep. He's so intellectual. So I said, okay, I'll get him on. So I contacted him, scheduled him. We got on, and I didn't know too much about him. And so first thing out of his mouth, I said, well, first of all, when did you wake up? After 9-11. Okay. So and I started researching this and researching that. And his whole deal that we spent the entire show on was how – you don't want to be a person. You don't want to be a person. And I kept trying to say, hey, man, that's just incorrect. You know, you go back to the foundings of Rome, and he starts quoting me all these Bible verses. And we had commercial breaks back at the bottom of the hour. We were down towards a commercial break a break at the bottom of the hour. And he starts string, string citing, they call it, biblical verses, okay? And one of them that he cited I remembered it said, you don't want to be around persons who are evil. And that was one of his qualifying things for saying that God said you don't want to be a person. And I said, well, hold it, Bill. Uh, it's saying you don't want to be around persons who are evil. What about, doesn't that mean there's persons who are good? Exactly. <laughs> and, I mean, he was totally stumped by that. And, and our discussion got... Well, I got a little bit PO'd when people won't listen to facts. Right. You know, yeah. and you can trace this all the way back to the foundings of the law and Gaius, who's attributing, attributed with founding the law in Rome, for God's sakes. Okay? So this isn't some kind of Johnny-come-lately deal here, like his was. Okay? Right. But you couldn't get him to listen to those facts. And he ended up telling me I was full of ship high in transit, and he didn't use that phrase, and hung up on me and the audience. Not open-minded. No humility, huh? And see, that's, that's my pet peeve, is there's people like that out there that for however they do it, and because people don't know these basics, they get sucked into all that stuff, thinking that this guy's right. some big guru. Hell, he didn't know his butt yeah. from a hole in the dirt. Yeah. And yet there's people following that out there. And once they read it, they, they think he's right. So now they know they got the answer, and you can't get it out of their minds. Yeah, so those those are the battles I've fought for many years, Gary. Admiralty law, that's, that's another one of them. Okay. Yep, admiralty, yeah. Yep, the gold fringe, the, yeah, on the flag and all that. Yeah, that you're a you're a vessel and or uh yep. Yeah, all that terminology and when you don't know any of it, you know, you think, Oh wow, yeah, I realize I've been misled and so you, you suck it all in and you're absorbing this. And, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, well, you're kind of missing the forest for the trees, really. What's the, what's the, uh, the old saying, garbage in, garbage out. Right. 
And those people, man, you can't tell them that they're wrong. It's just like this thing with the Social Security number. It doesn't matter. It's not the nexus to the system. It's not what you think it is. It doesn't matter. Use the damn thing. But, boy, getting that across to our people is more than difficult. And it goes back to yeah, Mark Twain. To you know, it's, it's the Mark Twain thing. It's easier to fool a man than tell him he's been fooled. Can y'all hear those dogs barking? No. Well, damn, you're lucky. Nope. <laughs> Not yet. Well, I'm about ready to get rid of these dogs here in a couple of weeks. I got a nice little place I'm moving to. It's much smaller. It's much less expensive, about a third. And uh, so that'll take care of this cash flow crisis I've been in. Uh, and it's much quieter, um, a little bit out in the country. And it's going to be a nice change. I should do that somewhere around uh, 1st of February. Upstairs or downstairs? Downstairs, no stairs. Nice. Yeah. I was going to ask you if you got moved yet. Yeah, a couple of avocado trees, you know, a little table and nice umbrella over under the avocado tree and view of the mountains everywhere. It's a little more down in the valley in the floor of the valley where I've been up on the side of the hill. So that's going to be a nice change. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, internet should be okay. It won't be the same internet as this, but I will be wired. And uh, it's during the day, and the other people that are out there on that leg of the internet aren't there during the day. So uh, hopefully we won't have any problems we can't overcome. That'll be good for you. <clears throat> great, great, great to hear. Well, I'm looking forward to getting this rent chopped because it really has put a hitch in my giddy-up. I'm just paying more rent than I need to for more space than I need. So uh, this is a real logical move, and it's going to be pretty positive for me, I think. Got a little, little bit of a dirt, a little bit short bit of a dirt road that I got to navigate there at the end but hopefully they're going to pave it here pretty quick uh and it's not all that far maybe i don't know 100 yards 120 yards of dirt stuff google maps man i guess it goes in there but it's uh you know got to do a twist and a turn to get back there it's a little bit out in the country compared to where i've been living since i got here so it's going to be a nice change. I'll feel a lot freer out there, I think. What are you going to do for transportation? Uh, use I can walk that little bit of that dirt road and then up a little bit of paved road, and it's the bus stop. I'm, I'm not opposed to taking buses down mm -hmm. here. They're cheap, man, 25. You know, I can go all the way to Quito, about a 45-minute ride for 25 cents. <laughs> Nice deal. Uh, uh, taxis are pretty inexpensive, and Uber's about half of taxis. So that's what, it, compared to, to buying a car, which is expensive, then having to carry insurance, which you don't have to have here, but you'd be stupid not to. And all that expense, man, for the little bit that I drive just doesn't make sense. It's not a very good economic decision. How far does a dollar go down there? 
the U.S. dollar. Well, it depends on if you're in a subsidized industry like the buses or if you're at the grocery store. Doesn't go as far as it used to. They're having problems down here. They're trying to borrow $10 billion from the IMF, and the IMF wants them to turn out Assange from the embassy. So there's all kinds of games being played. Uh, there's our Whistler guy. That means our time today's up, guys. But we'll be back tomorrow with Brent, which is almost everybody's favorite program, including mine and his. So we'll be back tomorrow. We'll see what happens. Watch the markets this afternoon, see if we have any downturns. And if not, I'll see you all tomorrow. And thanks for the conversation. we got some good ground covered today. You guys have a great day, okay? Thank you, Archer. You too. Thanks, you too. All right, guys. See you manana and la manana.